0: A Non-Mom Happy Hour is the podcast that celebrates real-ass human women, whether they use their baby box or not. Hosted by Kelly Nerdzilla Mendenhall and Debbie Jo Nelson, A Non-Mom Happy Hour is a safe space to talk about mental health, trauma, disordered eating, surviving, and self-care. We talk about it all while laughing as much as possible, because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Each week is a new episode, and every other week we interview badass women from around the US and the world. If you like to laugh, Feel like you've never quite fit into most lady groups or podcasts because you're not a mom or are a mom who needs a break from momming for an hour? You should come hang out with us. A non-mom happy hour, bringing healing through laughter and community. Streaming basically everywhere you could possibly want to find us. Remember, always be a real ass human. To check out the podcast, visit anonmomhappyhour.com.
1: A very sentimental person. This has been a real deep
0: podcast.
1: I didn't mean it to be so. <laughs> the of Stalin.
0: That was not funny. Oh! <laughs> it's the traditional hero arc. You want to see them strong. There's I... no heroes here. No, no, Come no. Come on. No, no,
1: no. And I still think to this day that they probably are still, you know, thrusting no. around in the dark, oh, no! So I think. I think, no, don't Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is Paul here with Considered and conceded, and I'm joined here with my um, co-host sitting over there patting a pussy.
0: I feel so evil, I'm sitting here going, whoa, I've got a black cat on my lap.
1: <laughs> as long as a cat's shut and shutting up, that's fine. How are you Pip?
0: Oh, sorry, I'm good, I just got distracted
1: with a kitty cat. Can you talk into the microphone oh, tonight? Oh,
0: sorry, I got distracted. I'm oh, yes. sorry. Hi, Paul, how are
1: you? I'm fine. Have you, you had a good
0: it? week with our over 40 degree week?
1: <clears throat> Let's not talk about that, shall we?
0: <laughs> but global warming, <laughs>
1: anybody who's going still banging on about, our oh, global warming's not an issue, shut the fuck up.
0: Um, maybe people who don't believe in global warming should have a look at what's happening in Australia <laughs> at the moment. We're <laughs> <laughs> not doing so All well. All I can say is, <laughs> <"Aah!"> <laughs> It's funny.
1: We're dying. (laughs) Horses are dying.
0: I know. That's so horrible. Yeah,
1: so it's just been baked out in the field. Yes. Yes.
0: Well, I mean, what, what did it get to? I think it got to 49 degrees. Yes.
1: Yes, it's destroyed the old records. Uh, this this last like four for a, weeks.
0: But like two weeks.
1: No, well, the last four weeks have destroyed all weeks, all records whatsoever.
0: Oh, sorry, but I meant in the last two weeks have been yep. excessive, excessive. Yes, yes. It's been terrible.
1: And I'm ready to kill people now. <laughs> <laughs> just all work it. and
0: no play and heat makes Paul a dull boy. <laughs> I am
1: packing up for Antarctica now as we speak.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, cool. Um, anyway, we hope you've had a good week. And um, oh, I keep forgetting. Why do I keep forgetting about this? I should make it's it. It's because your pip.
1: Red... Your pip.
0: I should have it in big red writing at the very top of my page. Oh yes, Paul's cheesy, corny podcast pick of the week.
1: Well, I haven't even said what time it is yet, Pip.
0: I know. I wanted to get in
1: first. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked you out. You know, it's taken me a long time, and you've thrown out a lot of you know um, false flags and things like that. But I finally worked you out.
0: And what have you worked out?
1: You are... What
0: secrets have I given away? No, I'm
1: not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. And it's now Podcast Pick of the Week time. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding for the Podcast Pick of the Week. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> oh, come on. It's it is Surely it's growing on you by now. Like no, it's lichen. It's growing on me like a lichen. It's
0: like lichen.
1: Oh, what's this on me? No, <laughs> it's all good.
0: Um, so what's your podcast pick of the week,
1: Paul? Well, I think it's your podcast pick of the week this week, Pip, because you've got it written down and I don't, and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> I only wrote it down just so that we'd say it
0: properly. You better
1: read out what it says.
0: Stephen Fry's Great Leap Year.
1: Okay, now... This, this is a podcast that only has six episodes.
0: At the moment, yes. Yes.
1: Um, I can't... I don't know. People who don't know Stephen Fry, I mean, seriously. yeah, I'm sure there's <laughs> people somewhere, like Papua New Guinea somewhere maybe, or Borneo or somewhere like that, who may not know about Stephen Fry. But But for everybody else, we all know and love him. And he does a podcast, and I think he does it through the BBC, and it's about um, things that have been invented over the last 200 years.
0: Oh, humanity as well, and, and technology, and, and how the
1: we're... way society goes. And yeah. it's just... Look, it is Stephen Fry quality. Steve it is. It, And it just glazes your brain with the honey that is Stephen Fry's voice.
0: <laughs> Can I change the subject ever so slightly, just for a second? Oh, go on. So, I'm in a book club on... Um, Facebook. That, that
1: can't be right. You can't be involved in any kind of group that where there are friends involved.
0: No, 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 are not my friends. It's my husband's um, cousin's group.
1: Oh, so it's it's a <laughs> marriage thing, is it? <laughs>
0: anyway, so they at the start of the year, on January yeah. 1st, they say, I'm going to read this many books for the year. Mm-hmm. And they're basically try, just trying to increase their books. And then they post up – when they finish the book, <laughs> they, they it. post it up on Facebook and they say – this is a good read, or don't bother reading this, or you know things that they you know they liked or didn't like about it, so you can decide whether you want to read it or not. Um, I have just finished reading Heroes by Stephen Fry. Yes. And I put it up, and then I can't even remember who it was. and I won't say their name because that's not nice. Made a comment on my thing saying, "Oh, I find Stephen Fry a bit hard to follow when he's talking so much because a lot of his stuff tends to be quite long." And I went, "Ah." Oh. <gasps> How could you say that?
1: In other words, they use he used big words. What? The bastard.
0: <laughs> well, it's not even big like big words because most of the time in his books and podcasts, when he has a big word, he um actually explains goes to
1: the extent of explaining it. Yes, and yes, and some people's brains just go, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I personally like. Yes. Um. But, well, you would, wouldn't you? You need things explained to you, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I just went, oh, but he's got such an awesome voice and the way he tells a story is so awesome and you feel like he's sitting there across from you actually going, this is so interesting and here's why and it's purely for you. So I really like his podcast but and I really like Stephen Fry and I was really upset that this person didn't like the books because they thought they were too long-winded or whatever but I don't think they are and I just like Stephen Fry, sorry. I'll stop.
1: So getting back to Stephen Fry's <laughs> podcast named...
0: Uh, Great Leap Year.
1: Yes. By all means, please listen to this because this is an extremely good podcast. It's only six episodes, but I it's assure you. Yes, look, it will broaden your horizons of your your mental visage of the world. How do you like that? It was, it's not bad, is it? No, that was good. <laughs> that was all right. It wasn't, pulled that out of my ass.
0: It wasn't Stephen
1: Fry, but you know it's not too bad. Oh fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I have Stephen Fry moments.
0: Do you? No. Oh. <laughs> (laughs) Um, So, yes, we think you should listen to the podcast Stephen Fry's Great Leap Year Yes, excellent
1: Okay, now, our first movie Um, Cuban Fury Cuban Fury, now you picked this one, didn't you? I sure did You sure did Um, Now, just, would you be able to give me a synopsis, please?
0: A former salsa prodigy turned off a snow attempts to win over the girl of his dreams by getting back on the dance floor to salsa.
1: Thank you very much, Pip.
0: Do, 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 we can't sit here. We're both <laughs> sitting
1: here salsering away at the table well, here. I'm not... I salsa. Well,
0: <laughs> I don't know how to salsa, so I'm just bopping.
1: Yes. I've seen you... you dance.
0: Yeah, you've seen me bop. Like yes. In time to music. You, yes. haven't me, you haven't seen me dance. There's a
1: difference. No, well, uh, well you're c- quite correct. You've, I've seen you bop <laughs> then, yes. Because yes, I, I
0: can bop in time to music. Yes. Salsa? No.
1: And I've been known to be, and you have witnessed people remark <laughs> on the fact that I'm a good little mover, aren't I?
0: <laughs> I have heard that. It made me laugh.
1: <laughs> um, I can, oh, look, I can knock it out. I kind of downplay my dancing, but I can dance.
0: Next time you're talking to my husband. Yes, he used
1: to be in our a- new podcast called Battle Tank H- History Podcast.
0: <laughs> I didn't mean to drop it like that. Well, I'm just going to
1: put in the plug. So, yes, but get on, um, get on Twitter and check it out. And uh, yeah, sorry, so on.
0: Wow. Anyway, <laughs> I am a shameless, shameless
1: um, propagandist. I really am.
0: <laughs> anyway, mm. next time you're talking to my husband, he used to be a dance. Um, Like student used to go to all the different circuits and. I I would imagine he would. And there's like a picture of him with like the turquoise and sparkly suit and everything. Yes. (laughs) He was very good.
1: I'm sure he was.
0: Um, He doesn't dance now, but.
1: (laughs) I'm sure he doesn't. (laughs) But um, Cuban Fury. Did you like it, Paul? Um. Now I've seen this before, and the first time I watched this, I laughed uproariously. I thought it was terrific, and I thought it was a terrific little surprise. The second time I watched it, which was this week, not so much.
0: You didn't like it? No, I'm not saying that.
1: I didn't didn't laugh so much. So it just tells me that the jokes. If you've not seen it, definitely watch it because it's a great film. That's all I'm saying. Is but a lot of the jokes are like sight gags and things like that, and um, you know, and watching people that you have. Like for example, um, IT crowds uh, Chris, Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd, playing a bad guy is in itself
0: can I just an say, extremely
1: funny thing.
0: He's very talented in it in the fact that I thought he was the biggest creep ever.
1: Yeah, didn't well he, he did give that he was Didn't he play a
0: creep so well that you hated him so much? You
1: know, it's funny, I can play a
0: creep too. No, but he's playing a creep, he's not.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear that? Did you hear that?
0: It's now locked in tape forever. Oh, I'm going um, to cut that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what is weird is um, you, you think of him from IT crowd and then he comes into this and you go, oh, he's a bastard. Oh, what a bastard he is.
1: Oh Truly a bastard. Yes, yes. He's, he's a shocker. Big time. Um, look, loved it. But it is, it is, the to be fair, it 70- is a low-budget British comedy in the same vein as Run, Fat Boy, Run.
0: I actually found it. Um, on the second watch, more serious. You, there, you know, he's actually. You mean not as funny? No, no. Well, it still had funny aspects, but you're actually going. Well, hang on. This is how he feels. Why is he doing the salsa in the end? You know, it, in other words, it had just a little bit more of a serious tone to it.
1: It does. It does. It's not. It's. It is funny. Don't get. Don't get us wrong. Oh, it, yeah, is, it is it's, funny. It is definitely funny. Even the second time through, thoroughly enjoyed watching it, guys. Go and watch it. Happy. Happy to say, rubber stamp. Hard bottle says, go watch. But the second time through, I found, yeah, a little bit more pensive about it.
0: Well, you're probably thinking about it more. You, you've got past ho- the laughing.
1: Maybe it's. You know the fact that we've been doing this for six months now, now. Now I'm sitting there, analysing the shit out of it. Oh,
0: I mean, on the first watch, you um, you know, you get what's on the surface, but after mm. another watch, you um, you might see something a bit deeper. So
1: there's not a lot of deepness in there, though. <laughs> to be fair, it's not a deep film.
0: Oh, I'm not saying it's a. It's not like a truly thinking film. It's still it's a comedy. A, it's not a
1: truly thinking. No, but film, there's just no. a
0: couple of little parts where he really bears his soul, and you really feel for him. And he then, does. And then in the end, where she goes. What, you know? Why do you actually want to dance?
1: But you know, it's you know, because he's it's not just for it's her. It's because he's a comedian, and when he when comedians open their heart out on screen, they can do it with a integrity that a lot of actors find difficult to do. Because we've had this conversation laugh, before. They can laugh at themselves, and exactly, they've been there, done and that. so therefore they can you know display themselves more openly, and yeah, it can be far more touching.
0: Mm. So mm. actually, I didn't mind that aspect.
1: Like a like a weasel in your pants, far more touching.
0: I, I'm going to just step <laughs> over that one. <laughs> Do you know? Yes. That he Nick Frost yes. had not d- done any dancing before this movie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then he danced for seven hours a day for seven months,
1: and it showed because he was pulling off some pretty slick moves. There. I was
0: pretty impressed. Yeah, I'm like, Whoa. No. He
1: yeah, go fat fat boy dance. <laughs>
0: Dance, fat boy, dance.
1: <laughs> That's the one. <laughs>
0: um, he's a good little mover.
1: He's a good little mover. Don't underestimate the fat man. That's all I'm saying.
0: He did really well. I, I, Do you it, know why
1: fat men can sometimes dance quite well? Fill me in. Because a lot of dance requires strength and, and sure-footedness. And if nothing else, fat people learn to hold their weight properly. Because they have to. Because they're always on balance. Okay. There you go.
0: No, but I was I was watching going, I'd love to be able to do that. And then when he said I had to do this for 7 hours a day for 7 months, I went, "Oh, I don't know if I really want to do that."
1: <laughs> well,
0: he That's showed a big
1: commitment. He, he did he did commit and it did show and he pulled it up well and he didn't look like a twit doing it.
0: No, he looked awesome. Mm. Great music, great dancing. It was yeah, it was pretty cool.
1: All right. Well, um what about the Okay, we've so we've talked about his performance, have we? Yes, he was good. He was good. And <laughs> we've talked about uh, Chris O'Dowd's performance. He was good
0: but such a bad terrorist. He was an way. arsehole, yes. <laughs> he and did he, such a good job of being an arsehole. <laughs> I loved
1: it when he was at the very end there and he was putting his foot up on the stool and Drinking his water, you know, inside the um, the room with the girl,
0: Um, in Julie's room. Yes,
1: and and he was just, it was just, you just wanted to smack him in the head, didn't you? Yeah. (laughs)
0: It was just the little things, like even the uh, the middle finger on the um, car, where the other girls can't see it, but Bruce can. (laughs) Exactly,
1: exactly. No, he was very good. Um, What's the girl's name?
0: Um, Julie.
1: Has she been in anything else?
0: Rashida Jones. Yeah, she was in Tag. She's in Park and Rex.
1: Tag. Who was she in Tag?
0: She was like the girl that both the guys were interested in.
1: Oh, I can't remember that far back. No, <laughs> no I know it's about twenty episodes ago. It was about twenty episodes ago. It was half a year ago I when we watched Tag. i be
0: to remember that. No,
1: I can't remember last week.
0: Well, there you go. Um, yes. No, she's been in lots of films. She's yeah, and she's in Park and Rex as well. So who? Oh, it's a TV series, don't worry. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Well, that's why I don't know it. Yes, <laughs> I don't watch TV. I'm so good with popular culture, aren't I?
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, no, I just thought it was... It's a nice, tidy little package. I think the music is awesome. Mm. Um, and really, you know, just... I mean, good music always makes a film for me, so... Yep, yep. Yeah, no, I was pretty happy
1: with it. Okay. Well, I love you... the
0: fact that... Um, as they're having that the dance off on top of the roof in the car park, yep. And they've had to back up because of the car coming. Simon Peg's driving that way. Yes, yeah, so it was just.
1: <laughs> at least he showed up for it. You know, it was good. It was just a nice little in gag. <laughs> um, okay, so what what would you give this?
0: Um, I reckon an eight. You give it an eight. I enjoyed it. Well, I enjoyed so, it the second watch. So
1: and so therefore, because you enjoyed it, you decided that it was worth an eight.
0: Yes, that's how I. Do it. If I like it, i give it a high rating. If I don't like it, i give it a low rating. Okay.
1: Well, I would give it a five and a half. How come? Okay. First of all, the production values aren't great. They're okay. They're okay. They're a pass. They're just a pass. Second of all, there was only, in my opinion, two good performances in it, which was um, the, two, the protagonist and the villain. Chris O'Dowd and... Nick Frost. Nick Frost, thank you. I just had a... You could see I was having a little mind (laughs) fart. And everybody else was pretty ho-hum. Oh, no, nobody else really jumped out at the screen. What about his sister? Oh, yes. No, she was quite good. But she was playing a very... She was playing a very... Oh, what's the word? A subdued character for who she is. You know, she can pull off something a lot more... Off the top than what she was playing, I just felt it was very subdued.
0: Well, she wasn't supposed to be distract, you know, detracting from that. Well, so.
1: she can do so much more. Radio. <laughs> well, it did jump out. It was fine. She was there. She was doing a job, and you know, pass. Okay. Um, you know, uh, um, as for enjoying it, yeah, it, I, I enjoyed it. That's fine. Uh, the fact that it didn't really grab me as hard the second time through would indicate comedically, that it's not as strong as I initially thought.
0: Okay. So, uh, Cuban Fury, five and a half stars from Paul and eight stars from me.
1: That's correct. So, Paul. Yes. Your magic movie moment for this week. Well, thank you, Pip. Uh, My magical movie moment is going to be a natural run into our second movie, which is? Lord of War. The Lord of War, yes. So, um, I enjoyed The Lord of War quite a lot this week and... I have to. This is one of my top three favourites. Is it? It's, it's right up there.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that.
1: No, well, I don't admit it easily to people because it's such a dark film. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's well and truly up there. I watch it probably every six months or so.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Does that surprise you? A little bit. It's a deeply, deeply cynical film.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so which magic movie moment did you pick out of Lord of War?
1: Uh, well... I for 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 my money I picked uh I just took a I just took a few bits and pieces of speeches like a few quotable quotes and then I tacked into it and I put in the um the the very end scene where he's talking to the inspector. Oh, Jack. Yes, so I put a few other quotes just to get, if nothing else, just to get people's if they haven't seen it before, it'll give you a bit of an idea of what the film's about sort of thing and you know and I think Nicolas Cage absolutely this is pure gold for Nicolas Cage so here we go enjoy people I hope you do anyway
2: there are over 550 million firearms in worldwide circulation that's one firearm for every 12 people on the planet the only question is How do we arm the other 11? Of all the weapons in the vast Soviet arsenal, nothing was more profitable than Avtomat Koleshnikova model of 1947, more commonly known as the AK-47 or Kalushnikov. It's the world's most popular assault rifle, a weapon all fighters love. An elegantly simple nine pound amalgamation of forged steel and plywood. It doesn't break, jam, or overheat. It will shoot whether it's covered in mud or filled with sand. It's so easy, even a child can use it, and they do. The Soviets put the gun on a coin. Mozambique put it on their flag. Since the end of the Cold War, the Kalashnikov has become the Russian people's greatest export. After that comes vodka, caviar, and suicidal novelists. One thing's for sure, no one was lining up to buy their cars. I'm like a Kalashnikov kid. I can see what you are thinking, but we need every man we can get. Even if they're not men? A bullet from a 14-year-old is just as effective as one from a 40-year-old. Often more effective. No one can stop this bath of blood. It's not bath of blood, it's bloodbath. Thank you. But I prefer it my way. You know, they call me the Lord of War, but perhaps it is you. It's not Lord of War, it's Warlord. Thank you, but I prefer it, Mavon. There are only two tragedies in life. One is not getting what you want, the other is getting it. Is this one of yours? Jack Valentine finally had what he wanted. Curiously, the death certificate says he died of heart failure. Falsifying a death certificate? It's not going to hold me. (laughs) You're right. As usual, you are right. Have you seen today's paper? Huh? Fake end-user certificates. Cut-out companies meticulously catalogued. There is hardly a warlord, dictator, or despot anywhere in the world that you're not on a first-name basis with. It was your wife, your trophy wife, that led us to the prize. It's not her fault. She's just easier to follow than you are. Mayor. Yeah, go ahead. this? Tell me I'm everything you despise. That I'm the personification of evil. That I'm what? Responsible for the breakdown of the fabric of society and world order. I'm a one man genocide. Say everything you want to say to me now. Because you don't have all. Are you paying attention? Or are you delusional? You have broken every arms embargo written there is enough evidence here to put you away for consecutive life sentences you are going to spend the next 10 years of your life going from a cell to a courtroom before
0: you even start serving your time i don't think you fully appreciate the seriousness of your situation
2: son have left me. My brother's dead. Trust me. I fully appreciate the seriousness of my situation. But I promise you, I won't spend a single second in a courtroom. You are delicious. I like you, Jack. Well, maybe not, but I understand you. Let me tell you what's going to happen. This way, you can prepare yourself. Okay. Soon, there's going to be a knock on that door, and you will be called outside. In the hall, there will be a man who outranks you. First, he'll compliment you on the fine job you've done, that you're making the world a safer place, that you're to receive a commendation and a promotion. And then he's going to tell you that I am to be released. You're going to protest. You'll probably threaten to resign. But in the end, I will be released. The reason I'll be released is the same reason you think I'll be convicted. I do rub shoulders with some of the most vile, sadistic men calling themselves leaders today. But some of those men are the enemies of your enemies. And while the biggest arms dealer in the world is your boss, the president of the United States, who ships more merchandise in a day than I do in a year, sometimes it's embarrassing to have his fingerprints on the guns. Sometimes he needs a freelancer like me to supply forces he can't be seen supplying. So you call me evil, but unfortunately for you, I'm a necessary evil. I would tell you to go to hell. But I think you're already there. You know who's going to inherit the earth? Arms dealers. Because everyone else is too busy killing each other. That's the secret to survival. Never go to war. Especially with yourself.
1: Well, what do you think of that, Pip?
0: Wow, that was deep. I love some of the lines, though, like, um, I may be evil, but I'm a necessary evil. (laughs) It's a good line.
1: I mean, the whole, that's why I went with this film tonight, because it just reminded me how many good lines there are in it, and like, we really, when I did this, put this together today quickly, it took me like five minutes, because it's just, you know, it's just filled, chock full of great lines that I just had to leave out, so uh, before we even start on the film, I'm going to say, go watch it, guys, it's great.
0: (laughs) Was the other one I really liked was um, One in 12. That's as many guns as one in 12 people. That We've just got to ask, ask ourselves, how do we arm the other 11? Yes, I know. <laughs>
1: it's such a dark, cynical film. Pip, what did you think of the film?
0: It reminded me a lot of Nightcrawler.
1: It did, didn't it? <laughs> Particularly the ending, yes.
0: As in, he's just got that such disconnected mm. business, this is only business sort of mind. Yeah. Not as hardcore as Nightcrawler. No. But still pretty hardcore.
1: Yes. It's, it's, when a psychopath can, you know, get set up in business, it's a terrifying thing. I
0: mean, because he still wasn't safe. There were parts in it where he's like, oh no, you know, I might get shot here or I'm being forced to do this here. I'm not in complete control. Where in Nightcrawler, I think there was only one point where he wasn't in control and he quickly rectified that. So yep. in this film, he's a bit more real because, you know, things do happen, but then not so real because he's quite happy to go and do all this
1: do stuff. Do you know what we've done tonight? We've just kicked off without even doing a synopsis.
0: Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so in order for people to even know what the hell we're even talking well, that's about.
0: That's what you get when you use it as I a magic know, movie
1: moment. The, yes, we can blame me. It's fine. Okay, Pip. <laughs> oh,
0: it's really worth it now. Think, is it really worth it? I think it
1: is. I think it is. Would you like to give me a synopsis, please?
0: at the 20-year arms-dealing career of Yuri Orlov as he builds his business, pursues the woman of his dreams and redefines his family relationships. All this while trying to keep one step ahead of the FBI, his opponents and gun-hungry clients.
1: Thank you, Pip. And well read.
0: Not really. I stumbled over a couple of words. I'm tired.
1: It's professionalism. It's what people have come to expect from us. (laughs) (laughs) Professionally challenged Professionally challenged That's, that's us That's uh, us in a nutshell
0: Sorry everyone
1: that's, that's Why do you do that? You keep apologising for I'm
0: Australian That's what we do
1: uh, I don't I don't yeah, It's
0: not truly Aussie then <laughs> I don't really Well
1: I'm not truly Aussie it's, Hooray It's Australia Day today too Happy White Nationalist Day <laughs> Sorry Did I say that wrong? I'm uh, sure it came out Did it come out wrong? Sorry yes Happy Australia Day There we go Sorry go on um anyway yes I'm just
0: totally yeah so mm, um no I've lost it
1: would you like me to start (laughs) I'll throw you a rope I'll throw you a rope Pip when we um so this film is essentially I was just
0: about to say something and I thought no I don't want to say that go for it sorry this film oh
1: god you're in a bad way aren't you (laughs) I'm really tired. <laughs> I can see that. All right. Okay. So this film is essentially about a man who goes out and he starts uh, gun running and it just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger and he's pursued by uh, the authorities and then the authorities are pursued by the people who pay them in the end. And that's the, the kind of the joke at the end.
0: But it's not even just that. I mean, you get to see how he thinks he's keeping his family all happy and um, how he thinks you know, thinks he's been so clever with, um, like, um, 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 what's his name? Um, Ian Holmes' character, um, Simon Wees. He's, you know, basically he's the one who said to him at the very start, oh, you know what, you're too little... Mm. And I'm too busy for you. Yep. You know, you're not good enough for me, sort of thing. Mm, that's right. And then at the That end was a
1: nice little uh, tete a tete between the two of them, so wasn't then, it?
0: And then it switches over, and he goes, Oh, well, you know, because he goes, Maybe we should work together because he was buying all these guns from Ukraine from his uncle. And he goes, Actually, no, you, you were right the first time. You should go with your gut instinct.
1: How good was the Ukrainian general? Oh, he was so good, wasn't he? Yuri, <laughs> you're my favourite cousin, you know? <laughs> you're my favourite nephew. Gets in the car, boom, you know. (laughs)
0: That's what I mean. He was just so happy to go, yep, I'm going to take you out. You can go, you know. Yes, yes. That's what I mean, slightly nightcrawler-ish. Was
1: there any good guys in this film?
0: His wife? Yes. Ava? Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: She was genuinely a good person. Mm. And the best, my favourite line in the entire movie, and I'll sit through the whole thing just so I can hear her say that I may just be a beautiful person and the only... great thing I've done in this life is be born, you know, being a beautiful person, but I will not fail as a human being. Oh yes, I remember. I that, part. that is the line of the the whole show.
0: The humanity.
1: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it. Uh, She just encapsulates the whole thing. I mean, when you're up against overwhelming evil and corruption and cynicism and everything like that, just to hold your own like that, uh, just, yeah. Well, even the
0: FBI agent Jack was trying to make her crack. He was. So even though he's supposed to be the good guy.
1: No, he was just doing his job.
0: He was just doing whatever he could to get this guy.
1: It was like wanting to win. When you were doing things by the letter, this is me becoming a moralist here. When you were doing things by the letter and... You're not taking into consideration the damage you were doing. You're not doing good. You are just doing what other people want you to do. Mm. Yes. 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 You've got to, only when you can step out and look at the bigger picture can you do good. That's my philosophy anyway.
0: Um, Amnesty um, International actually endorses film for highlighting arms trafficking.
1: Yes. It's a good film. And it's got a very powerful message to it, as mm-hmm. I think. And there are a lot of bad people and they're the ones in control. And you know, I can all, see why
0: it's one of your favourite yes, films. Yes, I'm sure you I can. I mean, I don't feel the need to go and watch it again. But
1: Really? I have to watch it every six months or so just to top up the evil.
0: No, I, I like happiness. And I know. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, happy glad to, I'm happy to watch the series films. I
1: think I made you watch this film once before.
0: Yes, this is my second watching.
1: Yeah, so it didn't come. There was no shock value. Oh no,
0: no, no. The shock wasn't there anymore.
1: No, but but, but it allowed you to watch it but with the clearer thing is,
0: eyes. We've only watched Nightcrawler a couple of weeks ago. Yes. So I was watching it with Nightcrawler eyes and I'm like, hmm. Mm,
1: similarities here.
0: <laughs> not as yeah, not as hardcore, but. Mm.
1: No, yeah, but for, by far and away, far more far reaching.
0: I think Nicolas Cage does this really well. I'm not a I mean, he's very talented and all that. And a lot of people love Nicolas Cage. But I find him a little bit flat in a lot of movies. Yeah, but this is the film for, for him. The, that's what I mean. For this film, yes. it's ideal. Yes. So it's, I reckon this is the type of film that he sort no, of that's does a, a really that, good that, job That's in. a
1: good comment to say about Nicolas Cage. And that's why he, Well, everyone he, might go, no, Peppy's fabulous. No, but he's, he's not
0: really one of my favourites. He's very,
1: very much of a Mr. Monotone. Um, he, he, he
0: gives off a... Um, like he can, like all the um, he dialogue like a, he was giving yes. was done beautifully. Yes, but it, in that monotone, it was cried. If yes. he had to do that in another film where he has to be passionate about something, I, no, I that's not right. Not he's a call. bit of a human
1: lizard, isn't he?
0: Like, um, oh, what was a film, City of Angels or whatever, where he's an angel and hasn't really got a clue. When he's got to be he's, emotive, he's, it, anything with emotion, <laughs> not it's good, but anything where he's just with no emotion yeah. but say things, he's actually very good. He actor.
1: can do rage. But he oh. he he has a problem with goodness and tenderness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that says about the man. Or, but, just, or
0: just the whole yeah, but that's that's just me, sorry Um, so this film was really good for him, so
1: Right. But well, it, this was perfect for him. This mm. is I quite honestly, I think this is his strongest film. I can't think of another one, maybe Rising Arizona was uh, one that put raising. him race. Thank you. Um, <laughs> rising, rising, raising. raising Arizona. It's been a long week. <laughs> um, was the one that put him on the map when he was just so bizarre and weird in it, uh, and he can do weird very well, mm. you know, and quirky. Uh, and that's you what mean, I. Like
0: two face.
1: A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But I mean wasn't in Ben. No, no, no. He was in
0: two. Is it face off? Oh, face sorry. Off, my face off. apologies.
1: There are a whole lot of people just throwing their hands up in horror at that.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: sorry. <laughs> Even I know, Pip. <laughs> oh well, you know what I meant, though. <laughs> I do. It's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we might just put that on the on the front of the logo for this this week's title. It's been a long week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's been hot and a long week. <laughs> um. But yeah. Look. Um. It, look. It was an okay film, mm-hmm. but to me, oh, just again, you've got another film where it's a little bit. Yes, it is showing us exactly what happened. Yes, it did happen like this. A lot of it's based on real things that happened, but I just.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting quite good at this now, and I think there's another sniper coming out of the. No grass sniper.
0: Here. It's just not my sort of film. Mm-hmm. As in, as a lot of people, I wouldn't direct this film to, and also because of. Ah. Uh, Again, you've got a flat sort of thing going on in this film where, that yes, they're showing you a whole 20-decade time period.
1: 20-decade? Wow.
0: Oh, sorry, 20 years. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> I'm really bad tonight. Blah. It's all good. It's they're been showing, a long week. Showing, <laughs> I'm going to say that every five minutes I going to see it. Um, because it's a 20-year thing um, and you're seeing everything develop. To me, I wasn't really fixated on his character I wasn't sort of really I, you could see where it was going invet- you weren't invested I wasn't invested no so no. for me it wasn't a film where I'm going oh guys this was such an awesome film yep um, it's sort of it was a bit you flat didn't, for me you
1: didn't like him as a character and so consequently you didn't care what happened to him
0: but even like in other films where I go oh he's horrible but I still want to see what happens I want to cover my eyes and I don't want to see the car accident but I kind of do and this one I was just a bit it's still a bit flat
1: for it's me. a little bit what it's a little bit like watching Dexter. I haven't watched Dexter. Mm, it's he's a sociopath, a psychopath as well. Is it flat but he's a as well he's a psychotic boring? killer as well. Oh, he, he's a bit he's a bit of a kind of. You get to the point where you say, oh, "There's absolutely no way I should be barricading for this person," and yet here I am. And it's a little bit like that for this movie in that you should not be barricading for him because he really is the personification of evil.
0: But even with his brother, I mean... Yeah, you know, he loved
1: him. But he didn't help him.
0: Um, things Not, like, oh, I should have paid... Um, I paid $20 to have all the bolts removed from his body. Should have paid more.
1: Yeah, but that's just about him then. I mean, his I, brother I, was already dead.
0: I know, but I'm just sort of like, oh, well, that's just a given for him. Yeah,
1: but he still loved him. He did love him. I think he did, but he didn't... He didn't... He wasn't self-aware enough to know how to help his proper properly. Like... Every time they'd roll up for his brother to get to the cocaine clinic, you know, to get off the, the cocaine, he'd made sure that he gave him a bit of cocaine just to get him through the first few days sort of thing, which is not helping. No. So every time he gets out, he gets more cocaine. Do you know what I mean? It's just, Yeah, it's,
0: I, just, I don't know. For me, the film just seemed a little bit flatter and you're less in, wanting to see what actually happened. You're less invested. There are lots of interesting dialogue pieces...
1: Lots of this uh, interesting dialogue pieces, yes. It's it's all dialogue this film.
0: But um, to me it wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't move me that much.
1: Because you didn't like him.
0: No, it wasn't even just him. I mean,
1: you didn't like any of the characters at all, um, other than the mother, the, the no, wife. No, I
0: found a, um, um um Andre uh, Baptist, the Lebanon.
1: You liked him.
0: He was yeah, just because he was so dangerous. You know, you were actually like, oh, what's he gonna do? He's like a snake. What's he gonna do?
1: Pip. What? You just liked him because he had a deep voice.
0: No, I like the fact that his character <laughs> was just so crazy.
1: His son. His, his son, son was great was too. Absolutely batshit crazy. Can you get
0: me the gun from Rambo? Uh, one, two or three, I've only seen one. radio. <laughs> but their characters were, you know, a bit more interesting to watch. Yep, yep. Where I, I found, and And like even the uncle was interesting to watch. Um, and I found sort of some of the other characters were a little bit more, you know... You know? You know,
1: pretty much. Oh dear, okay, well. Alright, well look, I guess it comes down to the moment of truth now, doesn't it? Because I get the suspicion that you are going to um, put a large cannon to the head of this film and pull but, that's, but that's why
0: you and I do movie reviews, so people can go, well I'm more of a Paul person. You know what, if Paul says it's good, I'm there. And other people go, well actually, I'm more like a pip. And a Pip has given it a bad score, I'm not even going there. But like, you know what? She gave this one a good score. I'll go there.
1: You know what? I haven't given this film enough credit because what I've done is I've sat here and I've listened to you droning on about what you think is wrong with this film. And I haven't really sat here and I haven't really said what has been right with this film. You asked me, though. Well, I did. And kind of I've sat there and 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 the soporific tones have kind of made me... Kind of half agree if you know. I'm thinking to myself, no, 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 no. What, Paul? What did you think of this film? I thought it was amazing, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I always think it's brilliant. This is one of the greatest films ever made. Period. Um, Why? This is my lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. <laughs> <laughs> Why, though?
0: What is it about the film
1: that you really like? I've, well, first of all, I see Nicolas Cage in his natural environment, being dark and cynical, and, and I think he pulls it off with greatest aplomb. Um, I could not think of a better person for this role. And I'm not a big Nicolas Cage fan, but I think he just he's brilliant in this. I really do. I think this is the film he was born for, to play. Um, and his brother is excellent in it, and I love the wife... The beautiful wife, although, um, you know, and she gets some of the best lines in the whole thing. All the characters are very strong. The villain's strong. Um, the wife is strong. Uh, Who's the villain in this? Oh, the villain would have to be, well, I guess there's two villains. You've got the guy who is the um, Sierra Leone kind of, what's, what's what's the name of the country? You know, the black guy we were just talking about. Lebanon. From No, not Lebanon. It wasn't Isn't Lebanon. It?
0: Isn't
1: it? No. I thought
0: it was. No, well, it's not West Lebanon. Af- it's, West Africa?
1: Yeah, well, Lebanon's in bloody... Um, just north of uh, Israel, for Christ's sake. Oh,
0: my apologies then. Sorry.
1: Yes. Uh, I can't remember the name of the actual... But let's just say Sierra Leone for the my sake apologies. of... My apologies. Yes, I can't, off the top of my head, think of the actual... It's a small small African country. I'm not
0: good with the African continent.
1: No, but all good. Um, so anyway, uh, so he's brilliant... Everybody's brilliant, and I just love watching Nicolas Cage get totally lost. You know, he wanders out. He tries to find himself, and there is no redemption for this man. And at the very end of it, the the, uh, as it was said in the um, magic movie moment, magic movie moment, that he says, "I'd like to see you in hell, but I think you're already there." That's what this whole film is setting up: his own personal hell. And he will continue to do what he's doing, but he's He's can't, there's no escape for him.
0: I didn't get that. I think he enjoyed the fact that he was good at something.
1: Well, he is good at it and he does enjoy doing that, but he, he knows really... the cost. He does know the cost. And yet he was willing
0: to pay pay that cost.
1: He couldn't stop. He paid the cost only because he couldn't stop. He could not stop. He saw the cliff and he could not take his foot off the accelerator. And he still hits the bottom at the end. That's that's the tragedy of it. That's the tragedy of a person doing something because they're compelled to do it, and yet they will still pay the price for it in the end, and continue to do do it even after that.
0: Okay, I didn't get that.
1: Okay, that's that's what I love about it.
0: No, I think you're looking deeper into what was actually. Well, available. that's usually
1: the case. To be fair.
0: <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. So, how many stars would you give it, Paul?
1: Right, well I am going to give it nine stars. Whoa. No, it's not a whoa, it's it's a superbly put together film. It's it's done well, it's scripted well, it's casted well. There's no flat points in it. It's it's paced well. And you know what? Even by your standards of did I enjoy this film? Fucking oaf, I did. <laughs> Then I will happily say nine points. So even on the the enjoyment factor, I you know it gives me an extra point. There's no bad parts to this movie.
0: Okay, um, I'll give it six stars. Of course. Um, I found some of the dialogue really interesting, mm-hmm. but otherwise I wasn't invested in the film.
1: No, you didn't care for the character because he was a bad person. No,
0: no just no, no. Because Nightcrawler, I was invested even though he was terrible. Mm-hmm. So I just found it really flat.
1: Because of his performance?
0: Or even just the way he's portrayed.
1: Yeah, but okay, the The film itself is over 15 years old, isn't it? Um, it is
0: 2005.
1: Not quite 15. So 13. 13 your years. Your point? There's older films in this film. Oh, certainly, certainly, and they can be better. But this touches me in places that other films don't. <laughs> don't. Just
0: don't. So, um, nine stars from Paul and six stars from me for Lord of War.
1: Lord of War. Go watch it, everybody. It's great. It's black. It's as black as they come, but it's great.
0: If if you're a Paul-type person, watch it. If you're a Pip-type person, there are other films you could be watching. Oh, God's sake. (laughs) So, next week, Mm. um, we're going to see Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Excellent. Ah,
0: so exciting.
1: It's good. We'll probably say about five words about it and then have to cut to the credits. Well, what's to say about it?
0: Anyway, that's next week's problem. Yep. Oh, and the other film. Now, has this been put up by someone?
1: It has. It's been put up by Debbie Jo from um, Non-Mum's... Um, oh, what's the a name of it? A Non-Mum Happy Hour. Thank you. Thank you for... So They're going to throw rocks at me now. <laughs> I think I just so had, a, De- I had a hard bottle moment.
0: <laughs> so Debbie from A Non-Mum Happy Hour has put up Deliverance. Yes. Deliverance.
1: Yes. Oh, they're from Tennessee and it's based on Tennessee. <laughs> So they're just keeping the Tennessee gags rolling. Oh gosh! Oh. We, we we keep getting our weekly influx of Tennessee listeners. It's fine. Hi guys, how are we?
0: Oh, I hope they like our critique on it.
1: I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. i
0: just going. We're making you watch it. Yeah, but we
1: won't be able to understand them, so it doesn't matter. Oh gosh! <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs>
0: So uh, next week, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and Deliverance.
1: Yeah. gonna make a squeal like a big <laughs> boy. All Hopefully right. Hopefully
0: you've enjoyed it and got an idea of what you'd like to watch and what you don't want to watch. Um, and we'll see you next week.
1: Okay. See you later, guys. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.